0: This is an explicit podcast meant for those over the age of 18. Any views expressed in this podcast are based solely on our own experiences. This podcast does not constitute as medical or other professional advice. Welcome to Front Porch Swingers, where we talk about sex on our terms.
1: We talk swinging, hot wifing, BDSM, and so much more in the hopes that we will inspire you to enjoy sex on your terms.
0: Enjoy the show, everybody. Hey everyone, welcome to Front Porch Swingers. I'm Brenna. I'm Brian. This episode of FPS is brought to you once again by our friends over at Promescent. They have an array of amazing and sexy products to help you in your bedroom, including their delay spray, which is their flagship product and one that we've been talking about for a few weeks now because we absolutely love it.
1: We do. We use it very often. We've got a lot of folks hooked on it because it's fucking amazing
0: hell yes i will also say their organic lube is quite possibly my favorite lube of all time and that's really saying something for me i'm very picky about my lubes i want it to be just the perfect consistency plus it can't irritate my sensitive skin and their organic lube is, it does neither. It's great consistency and it doesn't irritate me. So we use it constantly.
1: Yep. And I have been taking regularly my Vitaflux amazing product. Jeff was right. It's, you feel the difference within within a couple of weeks time. It's very obvious if I haven't taken it. Yeah. If I miss it. So I have to take it at night or something like that. But it's an amazing product.
0: So you should head on over to promescent.com. That is is dot com. Check out all of their amazing products and use our promo code, which is FPS15. That is FPS15 for 15% off of your order. And we also have other sponsors of our podcast, which is our Patreon community. It blew up again this week, which we really appreciate. And it's just been so much fun, like we said, to connect with our Patreon members. We have decided to move our digital hangouts to a once-per-month event, themes decided on by our Patreon community. It's going to be quite the experience, and I'm really excited to do Maze, which will be coming up this coming weekend.
1: Yeah, it's going to be awesome. We have really con- connected in a, in a very different way with our patrons via our telegram group, which is just amazing. And having that digital, digital hangout really just changes everything for being able to interact with people, especially now.
0: Yeah, so if you want to receive an invite to our next hangout, as well as bonus episodes of Front Porch Swingers, access to our secret Telegram group, naughty Snapchat access, and so much more, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Swingers. Check out all the tiers available, and we cannot wait to connect with you there. And we want to give a very big thank you to our newest Patreon members this week, who are Richie, Lewis, Colleen, Abdil.
1: Hope we're Ab- saying that right. Abdo,
0: Lou, and Juku. And thank you guys. Yeah, I mean, just thanks. That's awesome. It's huge.
1: Yeah, much appreciated. Enjoy meeting everyone. Everyone seems very, very cool, all our new folks. And uh, just a great time. That hangout on Telegram is really like the coolest thing ever. Every morning, every day, all day, just chatting with folks all over the world.
0: Fuck yeah. So today we went out for brunch we and did. I'm gonna be honest, we were very irresponsible adults. I don't know
1: if we were that irresponsible. I feel well, irresponsible the, right now. Well, well, yeah. yeah. Well, no, you're right. We probably were. Here's the problem. Because we haven't been out in so long, because like most folks in the world, we've been on lockdown, our restaurants are only and bars really are just now only opening up. They just opened up Monday under, you know, restriction, you know, fifty percent capacity, six feet rule, no bar stools, you know, that kind of thing. And now we're able to go out and see the people that we see would have seen regularly. So everyone's just excited to see us. We're excited to see them. And, you know, we're sitting down for 40 minutes chatting with the manager or the owner today uh, who's also in the kitchen and, you know, that kind of thing. So just having a great time chatting with people and they want to send us food and send us drinks. And that was probably unnecessary.
0: It was very unnecessary. We had margaritas. We had mimosas. We did. We had fucking chips and queso. Like, we don't (laughs) eat and drink like this, especially, I mean, during quarantine, we hardly drank because we were home. We we drink to socialize. Yeah. So I'm kind of feeling it right now. I'm like, my stomach is upset and I didn't, I don't feel awesome but it was well worth it
1: yeah it's a it's a one-time <laughs> thing we do not do that often for obvious reasons uh but yeah having been locked down and being able to go out and see our see our friends and just have a normal conversation with normal people in normal settings was was fun it was good it time. was
0: yes it felt very therapeutic to me yeah
1: just catching up with folks that we really i mean I've, i talked to them for for work and business but it's like you know in passing but this was very different and you know everybody was excited to be out and we just overdid it.
0: Yeah, we did.
1: We indulged like little kids. <laughs> we which, totally did. We totally well, They sent <laughs> us
0: out fucking cake. Yeah. So unnecessary. It was yeah. like the most delicious lemon cake and it had yeah. like this lemon, I don't even know what the fuck came with, like a lemon compote. It was oh a lemon God, compote with so lady fingers. Good. It was really good.
1: But yeah, we should so never so
0: unnecessary. We don't eat cake. What no. the fuck?
1: <laughs> we don't even have, We don't even do birthday cake. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. But you know, four margaritas and a bottle of mimosas later, what's a piece of cake?
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: Oh God. Yeah. It was. It was a bad was early, choices. Early. Uh, early day for us today. So <laughs> Cocktail hour is over.
0: Yeah. Needless to say, we were sleeping on the couch at four.
1: <laughs> yeah, we needed a nap. So funny, and we were so productive today. I got up, I was, I cut the grass by eight o'clock this morning. You know, you cleaned up the house, we had a productive day, yeah, right up until that brick wall of liquor and food.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, whatever. Luckily, we got
1: stuff out of the way first,
0: yes. So, single guy tip of the week,
1: yeah, we got so we've been fortunate. It's been again, everybody kind of. Starting to gear back up, testing the water. I would say, yeah. Both single folks and coupled folks. I've gotten a number of couples uh, reaching out to us now. So people are starting to kind of figure out what the you know the situation looks like. Yes. You know, what does the playing field look like? And it seems like people are are eager, but they're still cautious and wanting to see what other folks are doing before they make a decision. You know. Yeah,
0: it's a lot of thoughtfulness. It's a lot of like. I've noticed our friends locally are asking like, hey, what are you guys doing during this time? How do you kind of venture back out or how are you guys going to make the decision to venture back out yeah. so i think people are really at this point at least in our area trying to decide what makes sense for them
1: yeah we, i was obviously communicating with hannah our single gal friend the other night she texted me and said hey what do you guys think what you know what should we make some plans to get together how does that what does it look like where should we meet you know so we're we're starting to get that kind of Process and motion. And it seems like others are doing the same with a, as you said, very kind of methodical, thoughtful you know consideration. Yes. You know, which is which is nice. It's nice to to kind of see that. And so, on that note, you have gotten actually a really nice message or did get a nice message from a single gentleman.
0: Yeah, I've actually been talking to him quite a bit over the weekend and I I think we've mentioned this a couple times now. I'm not sure that playing with a stranger is necessarily in the cards right now. And I was very open and honest with him about that and he said, "Well, that's fine. Like let's just talk and kind of get to know each other until we're at a point that, you know, you guys feel comfortable with getting back out there. He has also been refraining from play during this time, which is, you know, a good thing, I think. So yeah, I mean, I guess single guy tip of the week is to lay your cards out on the table, which this gentleman has done a great job of. And what I mean by that is when I communicate with single guys a lot of times, and I ask them a question during that vetting process, a lot of times what I get is these, you know, very kind of vague answers. For example, how do you feel about condom usage? And the response is, oh, they're fine. Right. Okay, well, what the fuck does fine mean? Does that mean you're going to wear them every time? Does that mean you're going to push back if I ask you to wear a condom? Right. Like what does fine mean? <laughs> and th- so when I asked this gentleman, how do you feel about condoms? I got a very thoughtful response. I really prefer using condoms. I have had partners in the past where even if I wasn't dating them, we may be fluid bonded after a time. But uh, you know, I would really prefer condoms during play. Oh, great, me too. So you, see what I'm saying? It's like completely just laying it all out there and I have no questions about how he feels about condom usage now, which is fucking great.
1: Well, let's talk for a minute about how you got the initial message. So you got you were contacted from him. We should say on our BDSM page, right? On our profile, our BDSM site, and I, and I must say also that we get better. We get more cogent responses there than we do anywhere else. Absolutely. Because most most of the folks there are legitimate BDSM enthusiasts. And there is always a very different level. We've talked about this before. A very different level of consent and consideration. Yes. So usually the responses there are a, a step above. Yes. Right? So he reached out to you, sent you a solid message. You told me about it.
0: Yeah, I don't remember exactly what he said, but once again, he laid it all out on the table in terms of, here's exactly why I'm reaching out to you. Here's exactly why I think based on your profile, we might be a good fit. If you're interested in talking more, let's communicate. Right. And I loved that. It was it was succinct. It was not a 12-page message, but it was also thoughtful. And it was obvious that he had really thought through why it was he wanted to be reaching out to us. It wasn't just like, oh my God, I'm horny. My dick is hard, so I'm going to shoot out this message. You know, I mean, he may have been that way, but it certainly didn't come across that way in his message to me, which I really fucking appreciated.
1: Yeah. And it also seems like based on how he wrote that message that there is a good chance that he's already got some experience in this space. He's kind of learned from his mistakes, potentially.
0: Yeah, maybe. I mean, he definitely has experience with couples. We've already discussed that as well. Right. And yeah, I mean, just everything has been very forthcoming. When I ask him a question, I feel like I get the full story. So that definitely makes me feel like I trust what I'm receiving is the truth. Right. And yeah, it's just been good so far. So I'm hopeful that down the road, it could, uh, you know, assuming we meet and have some chemistry, it could be a thing.
1: Yeah, so obviously the single guy tip of the week, as you said, layer cards on the table be honest be comp- be thorough 100% thorough, especially now, sure. exactly what you're looking for, why you're looking for it, how you're looking for it, what is okay, what is not okay, you know, get all that stuff out on the table. Yeah.
0: Now. And just be willing to answer questions fully. I think that's a big one. I think the, the more that you are cryptic, or the more that you send four or five word answers to a question, the more I'm going to lose interest, A, because I don't think that you're intelligent enough to have a conversation with me. But B, it makes it seem like you're hiding something. And I really don't appreciate that.
1: Yeah, I also think it's a level of patience at this point. So he seems to be a guy who's, he's. I'll say he's playing the long game. He understands that there's not going to be an immediate, you know, meet and greet at this point, but is willing to plant the seeds and let it kind of cultivate. See what happens as as things open up a little bit more. So be patient, be thorough, lay it all out there. Yeah. Good answer. Good tip. Yeah.
0: Positive this week, I like it.
1: Yeah, it's it's nice. We're getting some positive some positive feedback now. Folks are starting to be a lot more again thorough, thoughtful, communicative. Even the couples, uh, I've been contacted by a few couples now on uh, some of our sites, some of our our profiles, and the, and the ads that we've put out, and they're getting better. I will say that that's good for sure.
0: Yay! Yeah, yeah.
1: so it's good news. But we will most likely be playing. With our friends first. Yes. That's going to be the first thing. We have been steady communicating with the folks that we know. And we know what their behavior has been, what their protocols have been like, and you know, it it just makes sense for us.
0: Well, and we have a local couple that we're very close with. You know, we've, like you said, we've been talking to them throughout this entire thing because they're not just sex partners; they are truly our friends. It'll probably be them.
1: Yeah, and they also, we should say, they have children. They're very responsible in that way, and the kids and and themselves have been locked down, and they own their own business and been working from home, and you know, that's probably going to be, let's call it, our first part of call.
2: We're going to have dinner with them. We're going to have dinner
1: with them first, I think, is probably what will end up happening. We'll show
0: up at their door slobbering. (laughs) Hello. (laughs)
1: We're
0: so excited to see naked people again. (laughs)
1: Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, so we'll see. We just went through our first week uh, in our town of... Pretty much everything being, kind of being back open. Not not salons and gyms. Salons oh, are not, open. I'm sorry, theaters and gyms at this point. Yeah, our but gym they're opening next soon. week. So yes. next week,
0: everything will be open. Yeah,
1: our gym opens up like in five days or something like that. Yeah. Right, at the end of the week. So by that time, we will have been uh, through this for a couple of weeks. We'll see how things go.
0: Fuck yeah. Yeah,
1: looking forward to seeing some naked folks. Me too. Yeah. So we had a, an amazing, I'm going to say an amazing interview.
0: Holy fuck, it really was. So I knew that this was going to be a good interview from digital communication with this person. I had no idea how eye opening it would really be for me personally. Granted, this is a subject that you and I know a lot about. I think it's a subject that we've kind of immersed ourselves in in terms of researching, but hearing her talk about it from her perspective with her level of passion on the topic was completely fucking different.
1: Yeah, see I didn't I had never communicated with her, so I had no real I really had no idea what to expect. Yes. Um you did communicate with her. You kind of almost sort of collaborated on a, on a blog at, at one point. There was some, some collaboration there.
0: Uh, not a collaborate. She gave us a guest blog
1: for right. our site. So you have been in communication with her for some time. I had, not, I had no idea what to expect. And I was very pleasantly surprised. This is a woman who lives, breathes this lifestyle, the cuckold slash hot wife lifestyle. It is where she lives. Yes. And as passionate about it as anyone I think I've ever spoken to... And articulate, and interesting, and really just you know gave a really and, and just a unique perspective, a unique picture of what those two camps look like. And this is someone who plays in both of them. I basically you could say exclusively. Yes, that, that's where she and her partner. Spend all their time, for the most part, in this lifestyle.
0: Yes, I will say her nomenclature in the interview, while very fascinating and uh, an interesting educational, is not necessarily the nomenclature that we use. Uh, we refer to our lifestyle as the hotwifing lifestyle. And we interchange that with stag and vixen. Uh, she describes it a little bit differently in the interview, but I think the the overall concept of all of the terms that she's using is what's really important in this uh, interview. So. I am so fucking excited to share this with you guys. I hope that you love it as much as we do.
1: Yes, enjoy.
0: All right, guys, we are here with Mistress Kay tonight. We are so excited to talk to her about hot wiping, cuckolding, and so much more. Hey, how are you doing this evening? I'm great. Good. Good. You're surviving <laughs> surviving quarantine as well. I feel like we've asked every single person we've talked to about that lately, but it's you know the top of everyone's thoughts right now. So how are you holding up over there?
2: maintaining a tenuous grip on my sanity (laughs) (laughs) seems to be a theme yes well you've got
1: wine and wine is always helpful
2: that is is the key to sanity that's the tenuous grip i have (laughs)
0: <laughs> Makes sense. Oh, so one of the reasons we wanted to talk to you, obviously you and I have been corresponding digitally for a long time, so this is fun actually getting to uh, to speak to you for real. And one of the things that we've talked about a lot digitally is your relationship with your partner and the cuckolding and hot dynamics and how they kind of play out in your relationship. And I'm really excited to talk to you about that because, Obviously, we talk a lot about the hot wifing lifestyle and we've talked about how uh, hot wifing and cuckolding are so intertwined and related and yet have some kind of distinct differences and a lot of people reach out to us about that. So we're excited to, to talk to you about those two worlds and, and how they really play out in your dynamic with your partner. So it would be awesome if you would just give us kind of an intro as to who you are, uh, your relationship and, and kind of the general idea of your current dynamic with your partner.
2: Okay, my husband and I have been together for over 20 years and been married for over 15 and but we really only got into the lifestyle two years ago. So for a long time we've had a very vanilla relationship and this has been something that has developed over the course of uh, the past two years. unlike most, Hot wife couples, most of the couples that get into hot wifing and cuckolding, I was introduced to it by my husband. The, The idea, the concept of it. Now, that's not to say that we hadn't had some experiences early on in our relationship, early on in our marriage, early 20s at a party, everybody's drinking, everybody gets a little handsy, everybody has a little bit of fun, that sort of thing. So we've had those experiences off and on. But we really decided to to go for it about two years ago after some very hard discussions, very serious discussions, and coming off of kind of a more of a low point in our relationship after we have kids. And so when you have kids, at least for me, my experience, when I had my kids, I went into full mom mode. And so my libido went into the tank. And a lot of our discussions and the way that we kind of started to approach opening up and being very honest about our sexuality and our needs was uh, very much a way to bring back the intimacy in our relationship. And so it started from that as a foundation of coming back into an intimate space between the two of us, because, you know, your busy lives you busy people, busy lives at the end of the day, especially as a new mom. You can just be completely touched out. You don't want anybody touching you. You've had little people all new the whole time. So it started out that way. That's kind of the, the frank discussions about our needs being met and not being met. And so that kind of got the ball rolling. And then we've always had a pretty healthy fantasy life. And part of our fantasy life has always been talking about bringing in other people in there. That's, that's been consistent, but it's actually biting the bullet and going for it. That only really occurred um, probably two years ago. So
0: where did it start? You're saying that you, you started two years ago. What was kind of that first leap into the lifestyle?
2: Well, One of the things that started was I I got off birth control and I turned 40 and my libido shot through the roof. So rather than having, you know, the not touched out, don't want anything, I was wanting everything. (laughs) And so it was kind of a, a way that we could satisfy both of our fantasies. You know, it was something that my husband had really thought of and he had always had that idea of wanting me to go and... Be pleasured sexually and have those experiences. And so, around that time, I reconnected with um, somebody that I had actually known when I was in high school. And we, I did not go to high school with this person, but I knew him when I was that age. And it was before I had met my husband or gotten together with my husband. And so, we ended up reconnecting, and we kind of thought, well, this is the perfect opportunity for us to take what has been just in fantasy life and bring it into reality. It was somebody who was not in town, just traveled into town. So there was the safety factor of, oh, crap, if it doesn't work out, I don't really have to see him again. Write him off, you know, <laughs> delete that contact, and we're done. So, so there was the appeal there. And it was somebody that I was familiar with, somebody they did have an energy and a connection with in the past. So we were just like, let's see if you still have that connection and that energy sure enough, we did, <laughs> and talked to him about it and see, you know, found out if he would be willing to, to try and play this out. He was willing, and it was just an amazing experience for all three of us. This was an occasion where I went and played solo. That has kind of, also kind of set the tone in many ways of the way that I play, is because that first occasion was me going and playing solo. It was not where my husband could see me play.
1: That's so interesting to me. So, so the very first time, not only was it a hot wife experience, let's call it, but it was also a situation where you were completely away from your partner. Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely not the not the average.
1: No, not at all. <laughs> Even more so than than our first time, which was also a hot wife experience. Although I was actually in the in the room essentially. Right. But that's really interesting.
0: So you went from that first experience of a completely separate room play encounter. Is that where the, I mean, has that been the norm for you guys since then? Or or what has your dynamic turned into now?
2: It is is still very much the norm just because we live very busy lives. We do have kids. Child care is a factor. We don't want our lifestyle activities to spill over into our vanilla life, clearly, obviously, with the kids. So it's something that we're very careful about in terms of how we incorporate that play into our lives. You know, we generally, I say generally, don't play at our home. I generally go to a playmate's home to play or a hotel. But we, over the course of playing for two years, you know, I have met some amazing people. I have some steady partners and they are more than welcome in our home. And we have had some great experiences with them. And there's a really fantastic play space that we have gone to as well. That some friends of ours have. That they have basically a like a bed and bondage room. It's great. You can like rent it out, and it's got all kinds of fun toys and things to play with. And um, you can spend the night and or just you know hang out. It's a an amazing and amazingly clean and welcoming and just my happy spot
1: <laughs> sounds like a very fun kind of naughty bed and breakfast kind of idea oh I like,
0: Ooh, it. I like it too when you put it like that <laughs> I dig that so you describe yourself as both a hot wife and a cuckoldress. And obviously, like we said, we've provided resources in the past on how the lifestyles can be very kind of different. They're they're parallel, but there's beautiful differences about each one. So what are your opinions on that? Like, how do each play out in terms of your relationship with your partner?
2: Well, and it's interesting that you say that you consider it more parallel whereas i consider it more of a spectrum hotwifing in and i and i use the term hotwifing to include cuckolding in terms of the way i view the dynamics in hotwifing you have more of a stag vixen couple i don't know if you're are you familiar with those terms Yeah.
0: We've definitely described ourselves as that. (laughs) That's that's, like a sexy term, right? Stag and vixen sounds so much hotter than hot wife
2: and hot wife Yeah, that's the space we predominantly (laughs) play. Right. And, and exactly. And hot wife sounds so much sexier than cuckoldress. I mean, it's a mouthful. It's hard to say like, oh, gosh, she's a sexy cuckoldress. You know, (laughs) whereas you can say, oh, yeah, she's a sexy hot wife. Um, and so, like I said, I view it more as like almost like a Kinsey spectrum. You know, on the one hand, you have the the stag vixen dynamic, which is very male led, male driven, in many ways, and on the other hand, you've got the cuck holding dynamic, which is who in terms of who holds the sexual power is very female driven. So, like you, I've heard Brian you kind of describing y'all's relationship of you being the gatekeeper. You know, you're not going to be able to get to Brenna unless you go through me, kind of thing. In a cuckolding dynamic, she would be the gatekeeper. I am the gatekeeper. I am the key master. I (laughs) I am it all. So I choose my partners. I choose how we play. I choose the dynamics that we have and and of course in cuckolding you have the elements of humiliation that you guys have talked about before and humiliation is such has such negative connotations to it when really in a in a true loving cuckolding relationship the humiliation play is more teasing it's much more it's a loving thing i am if somebody said oh i really really want you to tease me this way and you were just like, no, I'm not going to, because that's weird. That's not really a loving back and forth. So it's the humiliation is desired on both sides. It's, Consensual. It's a, it, absolutely. It's teasing. Right. It is, it is that tease. Cup really put the pleasure of their cuckoldresses above themselves. That is the ultimate goal, is for her to attain peak sexual pleasure as much as possible. And what can tie into it is the idea, and you play around with the idea, that cucks can't satisfy their cuckoldresses sexually. Now, there's, there's some give and take there. He might not be able to satisfy me with his cock, but he can, he's the best with his tongue. That's not to say that a cuck and a cuckoldress do not have a strong sexual relationship. It's just different.
1: Wouldn't it be fair to say that in either of those scenarios, there has to be a level both of obviously mutual respect and communication, whether it's a cuckold situation or a hot wife situation, as we refer to it as the stag and vixen. Obviously, the, the end goal is mutually beneficial satisfaction and gratification. I guess the, the destination is essentially the same. It's just the path that you're taking to get there is slightly different to some degree.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Very much so. Yeah, I mean, the goal, I mean, you, you've you said it before, you know, you guys wouldn't do this if you weren't, if it didn't turn you on, the idea of Brenna going out and getting sexually pleasured, you know, that yeah. turns you on as a stag. Your reclamation of her and it, it makes it hotter for the two of you together when you have that reclamation, when you have that reunited time. It's very similar. It's, it's, it's the same, really, in cuckolding, it's that the difference is just the way that you reconnect you know there's it it really is there's there's like i said it's a spectrum it's who's got the the sexual power so many things overlap so many things play into it i mean you you're a chef so you know it's you're dealing with a main dish but however you flavor it whatever spices you choose to throw into it you're still dealing dealing with that dish you're still making the same dish kind of thing right
1: right yeah. it's just again it's a the dish may be the same everybody may have a different recipe essentially
0: yeah, you putting it that way, and and also the power dynamic at play, and that's what fascinates me so much about the cuckolding lifestyle. Because as we've talked about on our podcast before, we have engaged in BDSM play, and that's mm-hmm. all about this perceived power, right? I give, I grant Brian that power as a bottom to have it temporarily, and he wields that power over me. But there's still so much love and respect, and and mutually beneficial play that's going on during that otherwise we wouldn't do it so uh yeah i think that's awesome well
1: also the the misconception is that the top is in ultimate control when in fact it is the bottom that is in control it's you know it's just a play that's all it is it's essentially what's happening
2: and and i don't know of any cuckoldress that and i've asked i this is a question that i've asked other cuckoldresses especially in in light of this interview because we kind of talked you, you mentioned The idea of misconceptions and things like that. And so one of the things, especially with the power dynamic, many people can perceive cucks as being very weak. And it's actually the opposite. You know, you would never consider a sub to be weak because it takes a lot of strength to willingly give up that control. And to put it in a loving space and a lot of trust and a lot of communication. Same for cuckolding. You know, there is a lot of open communication. It's a very loving and trusting relationship. And it's a very tough, especially dealing with sexual submission, in which, you know, this is a lot of what this is, is sexual submission. At least in our dynamic, it certainly is. Sure. It is it is submitting your desires to her as a cuck. But with that it is very much a, a loving relationship and I don't know any cuckoldress who would go against her cuck if she chose someone to play with. And the cuck absolutely got a completely bad vibe on him and said, "I really don't want you to play with this guy." I said, "Just I'm getting this is not striking me as a good choice for you I don't know any cuckoldress in a loving good cuckolding relationship that would just be like fuck you I do what I want you know right that's not going to happen so you know as a sub in a BDSM situation you've got that safe word you've got that ability to like call it out in a cuckolding dynamic of course you're going to have that discussion and you know my husband gets a veto he gets veto power. Um, right. He is allowed, he, he very rarely uses it, you know, because again, he trusts me. He knows I'm a good gate. I'm, I'm good at plotting the bullshit. Right. You know. So there let is. me ask
1: you this, Mistress K. <laughs> you define this scenario for me. You may have heard it on our show, having listened to it. So one of the, the, fantasies, let's call it, that we had discussed for some time, was the idea of Brenna meeting a stranger, my not knowing who that person was, and kind of just going and playing and then you know letting me know later. So we basically, Brenna set that up. We went out of town, stayed at our favorite hotel, and I got to watch her engage with this person that I had not met, had not vetted, had never laid eyes on from a distance, and then they left, went to our room, played. I was given, you know, received text messages and some video and audio during, and then about an hour and a half, two hours later, got a text message, said that he had left, and upstairs I went. That is not the norm for us. Very, very. It's actually the only time it's ever happened that I have not vetted someone completely before they ever got near her. So define that for me. Is that a cuckold situation? Is that a stag-vixen situation in your opinion?
2: I, I think that is playing around with cuckolding. Because in that situation, Brenna wielded all of the power and sure. and you were left to wonder and left to but it was a fantasy that you both had and you dealt with it and you you lived it out in a way that was comfortable for your dynamic so again it's playing with that spectrum yes you went you know you went a little on the cuck side you know right. and and it was an incredibly hot experience. I remember that podcast. I listened to that podcast when I was on the way to a play date, and it got me so in the mood. So well done, you guys. So yeah.
1: it was. It's still to this day. I think honestly, the hottest experience that I've had thus far. You know that we've had in the lifestyle for me mainly because not so much that I gave up the power, because the truth of the matter is I was 30 feet away. If I needed to interject, I could have prior to her going up to our room. And, of course, I knew what room she was in. So there were some control components and safety components in place. But it was just being able to sit back and just kind of watch it unfold, knowing full well the, the finality of it at, you know, to some degree after the reclamation. But my having less to do with the setup and the, and the initial contact you know there was something about that that uh, it, you know it was freeing for sure. No question about it.
0: And I think you saying that right now really resonates in terms of you talking about that spectrum and how it, there can be those blurred lines between what is cuckolding, what is vixen stag relationship and and kind of almost going back and forth between the two. Do you know of people that
2: do that on a regular basis? Is that something that you've come in contact with? it is really difficult to find other cuckolding couples or people who will admit to being cuckolding couples there are elements of, of cuckolding play again the the spices in the in the recipe um, some of the things that people completely associate with cuckolding is you know chastity clay, cream pie cleanup that sort of thing so we've met couples that enjoy certain aspects of what people would automatically think of as cuckolding play or, or being cuckolding but they themselves probably would not describe themselves as cuckolding couple they all describe themselves as a hot wife couple interesting but you know whereas we see that eh, they're probably somewhere in the middle you know like i don't know that they would be completely stag vixen because of some of these, you know, these elements of giving up this control and things like that, that they like to throw in, but yet maybe they're not at the point where they're ready to embrace that moniker.
0: What's interesting about you saying that is we just had an interview uh, that went up today, actually, as yeah. as we're talking, obviously, this is coming out at a later date, but we had a, a conversation, or Brian should, had a conversation with Adam from the Naked Relationship podcast about bisexuality, and about how there are so many people in the lifestyle that if, if they were truly open and honest with potential play partners or other, others in the lifestyle, they would tell you that they're bisexual, mm-hmm. but there is still so much kind of stigma attached to a man being bisexual that they're very afraid to do that. Do you see that being somewhat the same thing with cuckolding, where there's a stigma attached to it, and therefore the willingness to be open and honest about their desires with others outside of the relationship is maybe limited?
2: Well, yes, because they're... Absolutely. Absolutely, I would say that. And uh, there's... There's bisexual, and then there's bi-curious, and then there's what I call bi-situational, you know, because <laughs> I, I consider myself more bi-situational instead of bi-curious. It's not just anyone that's going to press my buttons. It's going to be a very specific situational thing. And I think most people who play in a bi space, who identify more as straight, but are also open to that, I think they're, they're really more bi-situational. You know, like, with the energy is right and that connection with that particular person. The podcast you guys did with Swinging Down Under, the way that she described her meeting up with various women or her being bi-curious or whatever, being very specific, that I, that resonated with me quite a bit. I'm like, oh, she's bi-situational like me. So, yeah, absolutely. I think that there's certainly more acceptance of women. It's almost expected in the lifestyle of you're, you need to be buy as a female part of a couple to be playing and sorry that's you know that's not how I play but at the same time like if we as a cuckold couple and want to have a a cuckolding situation or a play session a cuckolding play session with a partner with a bull someone that I would consider to be a bull there might be an element of of some by play with my cuck you know it may be something where as a as a culture says something that turns us both on and be like, all right, you're going to get him ready to pleasure me. So you get him ready, then you put him inside me. And again, that's that kind of goes back into that teasing humiliation thing of, you know, he's actually putting the guy's cock that's going to pleasure me inside of me. And it's hot. It's great. Um, and of course, it's, again,
1: completely consensual and you know, everyone's on the same page.
2: Yeah, and, and I don't, and that's why I, I always say playmates instead of bulls. Because finding a bull, I consider a bull to be someone who we both have that connection with. That we both have a, a comfortable energy with where we can play in that space. Where my cuck would feel more submissive to that bull. My cook doesn't feel submissive to almost anybody but me, you know, and so it is, it is very rare to find a bull, and I have had some playmates that I've seen for over a year that I wouldn't consider my bull, because they don't have that dominant energy for both of us. It's just, it's my dynamic with that particular playmate, versus I have a playmate that I have also been seeing for over a year that I do consider Abel, because he does give a very dominant energy to both of us, and we are both comfortable with the idea of him playing in that teasing, humiliation way with my husband.
1: And your husband, of course, is receptive to that from this particular person.
2: From this particular person, Yes.
0: Oh, that is so interesting.
1: So let me ask you this. In the space of swinging ethical non-monogamy, when you're interacting with other folks, couples, in a group setting, do you find that there's some misunderstanding, pushback, or side-eye about being in the cuckold space or the stag-bixen space? Do you get a lot of that?
2: Well, you know, it's funny because I do go to meet-and-greets and some swing parties in our area. That's a lot of kind of... I've, I've got a good group that we go to, and there is another hot wife couple that actually, they, they are much more stag vixen, and they are the hosts. We don't have a large percentage of just hot wife couples, but it's one of the few swinging events, their events that they put on, their meet and greets, that are single guy friendly. And it's, they're all vetted because you have a lot of swinging couples that are open to single guys, whether they identify as hot wife or not, Mm -hmm. you know, it may just be that they're looking for a threesome, they're looking for an MFF, or an FM, rather. And so they'll be single guy friendly. And so when I'm walking around with, and, and introducing and mingling, because I'm, The social butterfly and i'm good friends with them and i kind of feel like i do need to go out and kind of meet and greet and and get to know people and so often people are like well where's your husband and because i so often go to these events alone and so when i'm like oh well he's at home and then that opens so i feel like i spend half my time at these events just going through the definition and 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 giving people the rundown on the glossary of, right. of what is a hot wife, what is the difference between hot wifing and cuckolding, you know, they might, it, you know, I've got my key necklace on, so people will ask about that if they're familiar with chastity play or anything like that, so they may be like, well, what's the deal with chess with the key, you know, does that mean anything? I'm like, oh, yeah, it means something, you know.
1: Sure. So most and, of the evening you're spending explaining the dynamic of your
2: relationship. Yeah, and, like, that's half my time there, and then I'm just like, okay, where's my playmates? All right, you, 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 let's go, you know? So. <laughs> Do you feel like
0: they're open to that? I mean, it, it, are they receptive to oh, learning from you?
2: Yes, very much so, because I'm just so upfront about it. There's no hiding, you know? I'm, I'm very upfront about our hot dynamic, I should say. If they want to ask about the cuckolding stuff, I talk about it very generally, but I don't necessarily say, yes, he's my cup. he's at home, he's doing this, I will be doing... You know, I say... I more put it in terms of, this is how we play, this is the spectrum, we are on the spectrum, and kind of let them ask their questions, and, you know, they'll politely... Some will politely ask, and enough to kind of satisfy their curiosity, and then you could see, like, okay, that's great for her, not for me, off we go, you know, <laughs> sure. you know? And, and a lot of times, the men are the ones that are like, this is fascinating, oh, I love this, like, what is going on with that, okay, now, how do you do this, and that, and, so, and then the women are just kind of like, okay, now, when you say that you go play alone, like, are you okay, because they, they are fully expecting for me to say, it's reciprocal, Like, he goes and plays alone, too. Like, he has... And many swinging couples are not comfortable with that. They are same room, yeah, Right. Or just
0: even have a hard time wrapping their heads around it. I know we've talked on the podcast multiple times about the sheer number of emails that we have received since starting this podcast from people going, why doesn't Brian get to play more? Why doesn't Brian go out and find more single females? Why is this not a thing? And it's like trying to have people understand that this is actually kind of our preference I mean obviously we have a single female playmate and we love that we play with couples as well so we kind of are in a lot of different dynamics but our primary play is that hot wiping play and having people understand that that are not in the hot wiping world can sometimes be really difficult because it's like well, why wouldn't Brian want to fuck someone
2: else, you know? Right, and that's also, that's another reason why I don't necessarily consider us to be a strict cuckolding couple because most of the cuckoldresses that I know that, that, that identify and embrace and really love that, that dynamic and, and talk about and fully embrace that title of cuckoldress and cuck and that's how they introduce themselves and go into that space. You know, the idea of their cuck going to play forget Nuh huh he's not gonna pl- go play he's gonna stay home I'm gonna go play and then I'm gonna come and tell him what a good cook he was you know and how much fun I had and I'm gonna tease him with all the pictures of me taking all these peacocks. so I can see that happening too and but whereas my husband does have the freedom to play if he if he wants I mean I'm not I was going to say I'm not locking his cock up, but I do. So <laughs> really, that's, that's not true. But no, he he does have the option to play. It's just, it is very rare that he feels that deeply of a connection to someone that he wants to take that step in the play. He mostly just wants me to have that sexual fulfillment. That's what gets him off. That's right. That's his desire.
0: Yeah, and I think Brian is very much kind of the same way. Obviously, I don't want to speak for you, but that idea of you getting the most sexual gratification from me playing with other people, a- and really that being the fuel for our play and dynamic, I think is is kind of key to to our swinging life, right?
1: Yeah, we've we've spoken about this many times before. For me, it's really it, it comes down to that royalty perk—the idea that she is desirable, Brent is desirable, you know, from by other men, and and eventually is going to come back home to me or or wherever and that that reclamation takes place and you know that's the that's the biggest thing for me It's the hottest part for me is that that compersion aspect so yeah that that's definitely far more exciting to me than any other form of play.
0: So I'd love to get into if you're if you're okay with talking about this I'd love to get into the chastity portion of of cuckolding only because it is something that I think is Also very misunderstood. I think, first of all, a lot of people assume that if you are in a cuckold relationship, it includes chastity, which I know is not necessarily the case. But also just in terms of why it is a, a part of the cuckolding lifestyle. Can you explain that a little bit to us?
2: Well, a lot of people, again, it goes back to the control. And many cucks definitely want to give up that control. My husband is also a sub. So that plays into that dynamic for the two of us, and I have had control of his orgasms before we even got into the lifestyle. That was a way for us to promote intimacy. You know, if you take sex or the obligation of sex, and a lot of you, you hear a lot of it in vanilla relationships. is this idea of like, okay, you know, yeah, we'll have sex tonight. You know, oh, it's uh, we've had a hard day, and it's that obligatory sex, and it's like, who wants that? Who wants to feel obligated to have sex? One, as a guy, do you really want your wife to feel obligated to, to perform her wifely duties? No, you want her enthusiastic. You want her willing to be, like, there. Whereas, and, and as a woman, you know, you do feel that societal pressure to perform your wifely duties and all that. So when you take that out of the equation, by giving control of orgasms to the woman, then it opens up the avenue for there to just be intimacy. Really true, you know, cuddling, sweet, talking, teasing, playing. It's play. It's fun. And, and chastity is just another layer of that. There's a thing that we participate in. My husband is not in chastity 24-7. There are some cuckoldresses that they keep their cucks locked up all the time. You know, <laughs> like, that's it. Your cock is locked. I have the key. I will decide if you get to come out to even wash. You know, that is how it is. I don't do that. We play with it. It is a form of play. It is a form of intimacy. It is a form of increasing that intimacy and that attention. When my, when my husband is in chastity, he cannot keep his hands off me. I get massages whenever I want. I get foot rubs. I will get, he will willingly put my feet in his lap for a 90 minute foot rub. and It's awesome. So, <laughs> you know, it's like, why do you like chastity? Why wouldn't I like that chastity? But at the same time, he's my husband. I need that husband wife connection And we actually use that as kind of our our key words to one another. Like if we need to have that almost like a vanilla lovemaking session, it's like he'll be like, I need my wife tonight, not my mistress. I need my wife. Or I'll be like, I need my husband tonight. And it's like, okay, that's just another layer of intimacy, another layer of love, another layer of exploring our relationship. So there's an event that we partake in called Locktober. And so he's locked up. That's the longest he's ever gone in one stretch is for the entire month of October. And this uh, past October, he was completely locked. Wow. And I did not let him out of his cage at, one, at, at all. Did that mean that I didn't touch him? I didn't tease him? I didn't play around with him? No. In fact, you know, there are... Lots of different ways that you can actually, you can make a guy come in a chastity cage through anal stimulation, through pegging, through, you know, you put a plug in his ass and put a vibrator on that cage. He's going to come. Now, is he going to get that endorphin release from an orgasm? No, it's more of a milking. And so what happens is he still has all of that sexual buildup, that sexual energy there. And where is it focused? me (laughs) it's all focused on me so you know yeah it's awesome yes we play around with it it's great y'all should play around with it a little bit you know (laughs) do it for a date lock him up take him out and tease all the guys on a date and then come back and tell me he doesn't immediately rip your clothes off of it but say no sorry you don't get the key you don't get to get out until i'm ready you know, you play around with that dynamic and see how hot that is. I mean, it may not be something that appeals to you, but it it's fun to play with in general. And it's fun to enjoy. And it does increase that intimacy. I don't know any of the couples that play around with chastity that don't truly enjoy it.
1: Well, it's kind of like up in the ante a little bit, right? We go out and, and we'll sit at a bar, or used to, but when the world was normal. And, you know... Exactly. <laughs> and look around you know, and tease and that kind of thing. And then, of course, by the time you get home, the anticipation buildup is so great that, you know, we're all over each other tearing each other's clothes off. So it sounds like that's probably just going to heighten that whole mm-hmm. uh, level of sensitivity.
0: Well, and what I love that you're saying over and over again, the theme of what I'm hearing you talk about is playfulness, right? I think a lot of times people assume mistakenly that the cuckolding lifestyle very similar to the BDSM lifestyle is all about you know protocol and rules and you do this when I say you'll do this and the playfulness is what I love most about the BDSM world it sounds like it's very similar in the in the cuckolding world at least for you which is fantastic
1: yeah, I think a lot of people have the misconception that it's a stifling place to be you know whether it's the BDSM space or the cuckold space that for one of those partners you know for the male particularly if it's a cuckold space that it's just it's stifling and and it's limiting i I, I think people really think that and they're completely wrong essentially
2: well i think it comes from the idea of rules and regulation and you know if because if you think about it what's the first thing that you (laughs) think about going on a diet uh, or you know an elimination diet and somebody says you can't have carbs what are you thinking about bread bread Red. That's all you can think about. Okay, lock up your cock. What are you going to think about? My cock being in something all the time. <laughs> I'm going to think about sex, you know, <laughs> especially if she's, touching the, if she's touching the cage and it wants to get hard and it can't get hard. Of course that's playful. It's taking those, that idea of restriction and rules and really just having fun with it and, and, and making yourself more aware of different aspects of your sexuality. It's fun. It's yeah. and, and BDSM is play. It is, it is absolutely play. It can be serious and protocol and yes, you know, all of that fun, but that's that's also part of the fun of it. It's yes, the emotional
1: release, is what it is.
2: Right. Oh, that's
0: really interesting. so where do where do things go for you guys from here? Is there something that you have talked about wanting to experience with each other, or do you see your dynamic kind of shifting and evolving over time into something different?
2: This is a, a newer development that we've we've added is the adding in of the idea of a female led relationship, and we are adding that into our dynamic, whereas in our relationship, and that as an aspect is, a way, another way for him to emotionally connect to me. My husband is really, really great at com- compartmentalizing, especially in compartmentalizing emotions. And so there would be times when he would do things that before we started this, I would refer to as marriage tax. You know, the bullshit that you put up with for the privilege of being married to that person, that's marriage tax. I don't really have marriage tax anymore, you know, because if it's something that i've repeatedly asked him to do and he doesn't do it 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 takes the nagging the, the nagging out of the situation so that's something that we are are in exploring and 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 going in and that is that has again he's the catalyst he's the strongest most loving person that i know and the most self-giving person in that way in that he is so strong to want to explore and trusting me to help him embrace these emotions and embrace what it really means to me for him to do things that I ask him to do and what that means when he doesn't you know how it makes me feel female-led relationships are a way to explore that and really put the shoe on the other foot in terms of the emotional impact of your actions so that's something that that our relationship is is delving in as far as like where our play goes i you know for our 15th wedding anniversary i had my first double penetration god knows what i'm going to do for our 20th you know or something like that (laughs) I'm sure I'm I'm working my way up to a gangbang. Eventually, I will do that at some point.
1: Sounds like an air gap is in your future somewhere. Brenna, Brenna as well.
2: I've done Airtight. It's awesome. (laughs) Highly recommend it. You absolutely have to do it. I'm going to make it happen one day. So much fun. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was that was a very intense night, and it was. It was amazing. I had some, I had really great playmates for that, and lots of videos, lots of fun showing them to my husband when I got home. It was amazing. Exploring more of the BDSM world, there are some scenes that we want to explore with some playmates of mine, and also, you know, there is a there is a single gal that he has a connection to who is also in the BDSM world and is willing to do a scene. You know, I'm, I'm more dominant when it comes to you know, my husband. I'm the, I really define myself more as a, a, a dom leaning switch primal. I know it's a big mouthful, but I, I play in that rough primal space a lot. I really take my cues from the energy of my playmates, but it is very, very difficult to mentally make me want to get into that submissive space. You know, so I might play rough and primally with someone, but I'm not necessarily submitting. So finding ways to explore that aspect, BDSM, and do scenes like that where I'm doming him and another playmate is doming this girl that he's interested in and having that be a scene and with, between the four of us. Um, So that's been fun, the idea of that. And then also just something simple. Like, I really want him to go on kind of a bro date with a bull or a playmate. You know, go to the gun range and go shooting or, like, go see a movie or something like that. Or meet up at a bar. Or then just go and have the drinks at a bar. And then I go meet them at the bar. But instead of going up and greeting my husband, I go up and greet my playmate. And leave with him. Right. So, you know, we haven't really had the chance to do that and play around with that. I'd like to have the chance to play around with that. So there's, there's definitely more. There's more play to be had.
1: <laughs> well, it sounds like fun. Those are the places we live. We live in that primal space, and uh, it sounds like it sounds amazing. So we may have to may have to test the water a little bit there as well.
0: With future people, is that what you mean, or what? Yeah, I like the
1: idea of uh, as you know, I've met Brenda's playmates out before, had a drink, just kind of hanging out two guys sitting in a bar bullshitting. So the idea of maybe you showing up while we're having a drink and you leaving with your playmate. Sounds like a pretty oh, hot God. experience. We
0: might have to steal that one from you. Yeah, we'll
1: <laughs> yeah. give you credit for that one.
2: It, definitely, that, I could totally see you and Clint doing that. Absolutely, I yeah. Can. you guys have talked about how much fun it is to, you know, you're basically, you've just had this amazing sexual experience and then you're all sitting around naked having a regular conversation.
1: Yeah. Many and, times. Yeah.
2: And and that has resonated so much with me. We have had that experience over and over and over again. And I have absolutely loved it. That's that I think what keeps pulling me back is that the people that we've met and the people that we connect with, there is a real connection there. And that's what's so much fun to explore is this friendship, this connection, just, you know, it's normal people it's nothing to be scared of cuckolds are normals too
1: (laughs) for us it's 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 almost part of the it's a mandatory part of of our play we we oftentimes will have dinner with our playmates or uh, you know we played with our single gal playmate for my birthday and after a couple of hours of really rough impact primal play went and had dinner you know, those those are the kinds of things that we like to do. Yeah, you
0: know? talked about travel
1: and yeah. books and <laughs> yeah, just the, just vanilla stuff. You know.
2: Yeah, I mean, we had um, we had a dinner party with a couple that the couple that kind of introduced me more into BDSM and took me to my first swinger party. And we have a lot of overlap between the swinger world and the BDSM world where I live, at least in the group that I have found. I have managed to find a very loving and and uplifting and accepting group where I am. So that has been part of why it's been so easy for me to explore BDSM and swinging and hot wifing and all of that kind of stuff is because we already know people that live in both worlds. So becoming friends with them has allowed us to have one foot in each world very easily. And we had a dinner party with them and some other people that we knew and we we're kind of pulling them into Kinker. like, yeah, you need to come to this club with us and get covered with wax. It's awesome. Like, you know... <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, very lucky
0: that you have found that. We, we want to find that one day. So, Well, Mistress K, this has been an amazing conversation. I honestly have learned so much from you, and I think that you, for me personally, I don't want to speak for Brian, but you've really caused me to, to look at this entire sphere of hot wiping uh, with a little bit different perspective. So, I mean, I, I really do appreciate you coming on, and I think that uh, you've probably provided a lot of food for thought for our listeners as well.
1: Yeah, you certainly provided a lot of appreciation. I have a lot more appreciation for both spaces, given your perspective, and-, and I really appreciate you being here.
2: Oh, that makes me feel so happy. Yeah, I mean, if the one message that I could kind of leave to other people and, and kind of clear up is that please don't base your ideas on cuckolding from porn. It is a true, loving giving relationship based on deep love trust connectedness it is cuckolding is love i mean there's a podcaster named venus cuckoldress that says it all the time and i quote her i'm 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 stealing her words when i say cuckolding is love it is a it is a true honest and open relationship and it is just as valid as a stag vixen hot wife dynamic it is just as valid as a swinging as any other type of ethical non-monogamy it is a loving relationship and that's what's at the core of it and if you just kind of keep that there you're never going to go wrong
0: Oh, that's really, it's beautiful. I i really appreciate you you sharing that with us. Obviously, you have been featured as a blog on our website. If our listeners are <laughs> not read it, they absolutely should because it is super hot. And I think I was telling you before we got, or before we actually started recording, that it's like our most viewed blog. So apparently it's been very popular.
2: Uh, is there anywhere else that our listeners should or can potentially find you? I'm on Twitter at hotwife463 and on Instagram at hot wife 463 both of those places wonderful
0: well thank you again for joining us and we hope you have a great rest of your evening
2: thank you so much you. it was a pleasure
0: another huge thank you to mistress k for having that amazing conversation with us like we said in the interview and before the interview this really was it was such an eye-opening and thoughtful conversation with her i just appreciated it so much
1: yeah i really enjoyed talking to her we actually spoke with her for a bit after we actually we recorded the show and she's just an interesting person and i just found her insights really unique
0: yeah. And just absolutely.
1: just her passion really kind of uh, jumped out at me.
0: Yes. She also wanted us to include uh, her husband's Twitter handle as another resource. And he is on Twitter at 8349PILOT, which we'll put in the show notes. I think in general, this is a, a couple that if you're interested in the cuckolding world, being able to look through their pages, reach out to them, uh, they are great resources.
1: For sure. Very, very cool person to talk to. Uh, I was just, I was excited and I'm sure we're going to have a lot more communication with our you you and she kind of talked about you know speaking directly and throwing some ideas back and forth if there were any questions you had or questions she had and just to kind of bounce stuff off of each other not easy to find someone like that
0: no no definitely yeah. so great uh, chat we greatly appreciate it and we hope that you guys enjoyed it we can be found on social media guys in case you didn't know we are on twitter and instagram at fp swingers we also have a youtube channel called front porch swingers we hope you'll check out our videos there and once again if you want to join our Patreon community, now is definitely the time we have some really fun shit coming your way there. Patreon.com slash Front Porch Swingers. I will also say we have some huge announcements coming over the next few weeks, and our Patreon members will absolutely hear about those first via our weekly bonus episodes. So if you want to know first, jump on board.
1: Yes, yes, yes. June 1st is going to be a turning point. I am very much looking forward to it.
0: Fuck yeah. So pumped for that. Me too. Anything else we have this week?
1: I think that's it. Just uh, get out there and be safe and uh, have some fun the best you can anyway.
0: Yeah, or don't. Whatever you guys want to yeah. do. <laughs>
1: yeah, or not. Just try to, try to be don't the best Don't get you out can. there
0: if you don't want to. You know what? Here's my message for right now. Do whatever the fuck feels right for you.
1: Yeah, that's really, I think, the long and short of it. That's what we're kind of going by. Stay home by. if
0: you're sick. Wash your damn hands and do what's right for you. That's yeah. my new message. Whatever
1: you feel good about, jump on. As long as everybody's got the same level of consent
2: good to go.
0: Hell yes. As always, thank you guys so much for listening.
2: Thanks, everybody.